Don't Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode number 79 of the Down Woo. South Photo Show with me, mm. Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the guy on the other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening along, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania. Hello, Cameron. Have you pressed record, Brendan? I, uh, well, yeah, well, mm. people are listening and watching, so I would imagine that that means I've pressed record. That's a very good point. Uh, episode <laughs> episode 79. What a year 79 was. 1979. Good year, was it? Oh, great year. Some of was the, it? Some of the best people ever were born in that year. That's that's why you're 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 officially a child of the 70s. I am I, I I scraped in a child of the 70s. You'd Can you remember almost, it well? <laughs> I do remember the 70s pretty well. I came out feeling a bit funny and uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That's, uh, 79. That's good. We have got 21 episodes to go. That's correct. Good. That is good. good. This that is my math. My math's good. Um, <laughs> the countdown is on. Now, if we did twenty-one episodes, we usually do one a week, don't we? Pretty much. So, That's going to so, put us right in the middle of footy uh, season. It's going to be footy season, isn't it? No, I reckon it might be close to our um, U Butte Mally Murray workshop. Oh, have we got a workshop in the Murray? Murray where are we going? Murray Mally. Funny you should bring that up, Cameron. Is it? <laughs> Well, it is uh, selling. It is selling. Very... Uh, we actually only have a couple of spots left, so get on board, people. Two spots left. Do we have to give it a plug as to what it involves, or do you reckon people know? Because uh, if, if we think... have to, just just crap on for a sec while I bring up the details, because I can't. No, it's remember. all fine. I think most most people would understand. Uh, most landscape photographers, well, who are in the southern reaches of this great mm. land of ours, anyway, would have heard of <clears throat> would have heard of Lake Tyrrell. Yeah, um, but that is going to be the jewel in the crown of our Mally Murray workshop. So it will be. I think um, people are starting to maybe, I won't say they're being lazy, but I think people are not being lazy anymore. And they've actually like, hang on a sec, this looks like it could be a pretty cool little workshop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I where think are we the reason, going? I think the reason I like it or I'm, I'm liking the thought of it, A, yes, it's where I'm from. I'm from that, the Mally, the yeah. Mally boy. And I don't mind at all if you call me a Mally boy. And also it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not the Great Ocean Road. It's not Tasmania. No. It's not the no. high country. It's not no. bright in autumn. It's, it's no. something a little different. So yeah. um, I'm excited. So we're going to plug it because we've got two spots left, October yep. 12th to 16th. Um, yep. It is an all inclusive workshop. So you get four nights accommodation. We'll transfer you at, it all starts in Swan Hill. So you drive yourself to Swan Hill, park your car, and then we'll take them in a minibus out every day, all the meals. And then you get pretty much, we get tuition from Brendan and I for four days. We'll teach you all the secrets. There'll be no BS that this is how you'd make nice shots. This is how we do it. We're not going to do what some other workshops do where they just tell you 90% of it, but don't tell you the real secret things of it. I'm not mentioning names, Tom Park workshops, but if you want to learn properly, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to learn properly, um, then that's what it's for. Um, but yeah, we're going to go to Lake Tyrrell. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're doing a paddle steam cruise along the Murray, which is going to be are. cool. We uh, are. And we've got bridges, we've got other lakes, art silos, some of those. I just got a message from Tom Putt. <laughs> there you go. He's listening. <laughs> I won't tell you what he said. Um, okay. Yeah, he so you. he heard me. So, yeah, for those interested, jump on board, uh, dsps.com.au or my website. You can book through there. Um, it's $3,450 for everything. So it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good value. Um, for everything. For everything. You get everything. We'll even yep. buy you a beer. Yeah, we will. So, you don't have to that? buy us one anymore. We'll buy you one. Yeah. How was that for a plug? Was that good? I, I, I'm actually, I was just sitting back in awe and amazement at how amazement. well you just plugged that. Um, yeah. I wonder yeah. if anyone skipped forward to this part now and went, we don't want to know any more about this bloody workshop. 
you know, you can press forward and it skips like 15 seconds in a podcast. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. also we've got our, and sorry, they're already sold out, but we do have our ballerine workshops coming up uh, in June, which <laughs> yeah. uh, we're looking forward to very, very much. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's jump right. on. We Because there is almost no doubt in my mind that those ones will happen again next year yep. in 2024. Yeah. Um, and there is uh, rumours going around that 2024 might involve a couple of other workshops with us as well. But anyway, we, we'll, we'll leave a cliffhanger. This is a, just a cheeky, you know, just a terrible plug of our, our stuff, isn't it? It is. Thank you to everyone who has liked, subscribed, followed the channel, talked to us through Facebook, talked to us through wherever all our other channels, been to the website, dsps.com.au. Um, trending for 525 subs on the YouTube, mm. which is pretty yeah. impressive. We're happy with that. Um, like we say, we like the fact that the channel is growing so organically. Yeah. And uh, people are coming on board into our little community. So hello to the newbies who have yeah. subscribed recently. If you haven't subscribed yet, there's a big fat juicy subscribe button just down there. Go on. You know you want to. Ring our bell. Tickle our bell. Um, <laughs> you know you know what's been really good about the subscriptions um, of late is I've been getting little messages in the, in the inbox for dsps.com.au or on the Facebook page or even on YouTube is that people are sort of finding us and they're like, this is a great little show. Well done, fellas. It's really great. Blah 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 blah. But they're like, I've just I've just listened to the back button focus one, or I've just listened to yeah. episode ten. Or like, they're actually going back and listening to them, which is great. Yeah. So, yeah, which um, I really like as well. I mean, they're there forever. Yeah. So, well, in theory. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, if yeah. this is the first time you've listened, scroll down through the the channel there and mm. uh, have a look at some of the topics that we've covered. Because after nine on eighty episodes, we have covered a lot of ground on this show. But we haven't covered what we're talking about tonight. We haven't, but we'll get to that shortly. Because yeah, we don't. Oh, sorry. We, we're going jump, to. Jump in the <laughs> no, no, that's fine. We're, we're just, yeah. you know. Um, the feedback that we've had on our last two episodes has been tremendous. Mm. So thank you. Clearly, the Overland track is a crowd favourite. Um, so we've really enjoyed bringing that to you and showing off the photos. Um, thanks yeah. to Cam for sharing a crap ton of my photos through Facebook, mm. I think we put them up on. Yeah, we did um, put them on the Down South Photo Show Facebook page. So um, thank you for all the comments and likes and stuff coming my way. That was greatly appreciated and a that, little bit flattering as well. Thank you. That was on the back of me being aggressively encouraged to actually share some photos on there. Yeah, that's <laughs> had, right. a couple, had a couple of people saying, well, stop talking about it and put some photos. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, right, fine. I'll, I'll, put, I'll do, I'll, you know, you ask, we do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's been awesome. Uh, as I say, the feedback has been brilliant. Yep. Um, where should we go next? Who knows? But there will be somewhere. Mm. Yeah, mm. we probably should maybe try and do an annual trip somewhere, shouldn't we? Well, maybe. We'll see. Great, great Ocean Walk, anyone? Mm, I've heard you got to do it One Direction only. Uh, that's right. You have to do it um, Harry Styles. Yeah. Was he you in know, One Direction? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he only goes one direction. Pop, pop, pop culture's <laughs> a little bit beyond me. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Backgrounds. Let's mm. let's let's look at your background, Cam. Go on. Uh, yep. How I'm going to do it with my thumb? I think. Where you at? I am at the High Country Alpine region, just out the back of Dinner Plain. Uh, this is on my recent Bright workshop, the autumn workshop, and there's no autumn colours up there, but the snow gums look magical on the mountains, and we had a really foggy day, so. As you do, you chase the weather and the light. So we thought, foggy day, let's get up to the top and get some snow gums. There were some really cool twisty bits of oranges in these trees. You can sort of see it in the middle tree and the one off to the left. But 
there was an Ali tree that sort of spreads across the frame that caught my eye with the old man's beard moss. Uh, it just looked really cool. Um, so we got a couple of shots of that and a few others. Um, and the grasses, we actually saw emus up there. Really? Yeah. I've just got to polish my camera up. That's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know there was emus up there. And we we're taking photos. And out the back, I'm like, what the bloody hell is that? I'm like, it's an emu. There's two emus, like three emus. So, yeah, up in the high country, there was a whole heap of emus. I've got to say, how good's the fog in that photo? The fog was magic. And there was a shot just to the other side of this, of a walking path that went through all the middle of these trees. It looked really good as well. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where you just got to really follow the weather. Like I get so many people asking me about workshops, like what are we doing on day two? It's like, well, whatever the weather's doing, we're going to follow it. Because you can't, if you know, if you put it down a set itinerary and you say, right, on day two, we're doing you know, avenues of colourful trees and it's, mm. you know, foggy and beautiful at the top here, you miss all this. So you got you got to, you got to roll with the punches, so to speak. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was no, good. Absolutely. And that, and that, I agree. And that's uh, the same with, uh, with any workshop that you go on, you've just got to be flexible. We can lay out as many itineraries as you like, but yeah, if you get up there and it's you know pouring rain or whatever, you got to have you, you got to be flexible. You got to roll with it, and that's part that's and parcel of being a landscape photographer. Hundred percent, um, exactly. And if you if you are booking to do workshops, we're talking about workshops a lot here. But if you are talking about going onto a workshop, I think a bit of advice from our, from our side of things who run the workshops is. Be a bit flexible with your what you're expecting to get each day. Like sometimes, like we had shots in bright, we didn't actually get a sunrise or a sunset the whole time we're there because it's just cloudy and and misty and sort of moody. But what that meant was the middle of the day where it's usually the worst for shooting, we were able to sort of shoot all the way through the day. So we may not have been up at sunrise because there was no color, but we're still able to get heaps of shooting in. So yeah, be be pretty flexible with your expectations when you come on these you know sometimes you might not get a sunrise every day or a sunset but i can guarantee if the person running the workshop is is worth their salt um you'll get great shots of other places at the right time so oh, that's right i mean it's not like it's not like you're not going to try it's just yeah wow. sometimes it just doesn't doesn't fall that way and then it's actually i've heard i've heard stories it's actually a good learning experience then because mm. you learn how to pivot and maybe take photos of something else. And you might end yep. up with photos that you didn't dream for a second that you'd be taking. Yeah. And they're absolute bangers. So Yeah. Yeah. And Can you I just say absolute bangers. Yeah. You also said pivot, which reminded me of the Friends episode. Pivot. Have pivot. you seen that one? Getting the um, couch up the thing again. Yeah, the thing. That's, a, that's the third time today I've heard that word pivot. Is it? Mm. There you go. Anyway, pivot behind you and tell me what that tree's all about. All right. You got to tell me where that is, Ken. Uh, the overland track. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you are familiar with that area. Is it, uh, is it bright? Oh, no. Uh, is it, oh, it's Dalesford, isn't it? Well done. Yeah, well, Dale. no, it's technically not Dalesford. It's is the road Glen, to Dalesford. Is it Glenline or whatever it is? Bland, is it, right? When you come out of Bland and you go over the freeway heading to yes. Dalesford, yes. on the left-hand side, there's these two magnificent trees just standing yes. out in these paddocks. Yeah. Um, now, that was taken last autumn, and you may recall that uh, I FaceTimed you from this very plot. Well, I left a voice message, a video oh, yes. message from this very spot because I was it was spinning my wheels quite hard. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. good spot. I don't even know what kind of trees they are. I'm not that way inclined but i'm gonna, um, I'm gonna say maybe oak trees they kind of look oakish don't they mm, the dark i'm the actually dark. making sure i'm not covering up the microphone while i'm talking to you here but anyway yeah I'm probably the not. dark the dark trunks and the yeah maybe okay. oak trees 
So yeah, that was um that was on the way up to Dalesford last year, and it was mm. it was it was roughly this time of year actually, and I, and I was like, I'm not taking enough photos. I, I sort of spat the dummy a little bit and just got in the van and went right. I'm going to Dalesford. Yeah. Get it off on my. Came back in, in one day. Came back with probably thirty photos that I, I remember. I remember that day. You rang me from that day, and and you were in a bit of a, a lull with your photography. That's right. I was. And I remember. I remember you saying, "F this. I'm going out to take some photos." Yep. And then you you rang me from the coffee shack at uh, at Lake oh, Jubilee. Jubilee Lake. That's right. Jubilee Lake. And you said, "You've got to come up here." And and guess what? I did just a few yep. weeks ago. That's um, right. So yeah, I remember that very. And very... You saw the canyon of the elms or whatever it was called. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That um, it's yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? My customers, the two days we were up there, the customers really enjoyed that. Um, it was a nice, pleasant surprise. But yeah, Dalesford was lovely, and autumn is now moving on, and we're getting into almost winter. And yeah. um, I'm just, and then... I'm just, I'm probably going to say aperture priority, and I'm probably going to say f. 11 and i'm probably right. going to say one 250th of a second right okay just in case anyone was taking notes or wanted to take notes but that's sort of what it looks like and then that sounds about right yep yeah well, could be, <laughs> it? It could be, you can make it right well it's, it sounds pretty close every now yeah. and then people say yes but what settings did you use and of yeah. course the smart ass answer is the right ones sorry novel yeah. alert yeah you get you get a few of them don't you, you do, oh, no. now now, before hey, we need to mention that you have a new staff member. I do. Yeah. Yes, I did. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah. Cameron came. How good was it? Paid me a visit. Was yeah. that last week? God, I can't yeah. remember. I don't know the date. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was great to have him in the shop. And we had little flashbacks to our days at Cameron. <laughs> we did. Didn't we? <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we, not, not not all good flashbacks, but yeah, we had some. Yeah, we did absolutely no work and just joked around the whole time. So yeah, it, it worked really well. <laughs> Uh, but Ken, you um you you came into contact. You you got to meet Ocean Grove royalty. I did. I, I can't believe this. I know this you you the... happened to be there when probably Ocean Grove's most famous resident walked in. Does this person listen to the podcast or the show? You no, reckon? No, okay. I, I I I don't know, but she may. Well, um, I've already forgotten her name. Her name's Elaine. Elaine, that's right. And Elaine came in to print some photos and I was standing there doing some other stuff and and I not a word of a lie, this lady was just came in. I thought, okay, it's just another Ocean Grove customer wanting to do some prints. And you know when you're talking to someone, it sounds rude, but I was I was engaging, but I wasn't really sort of engaging. I was doing stuff on my laptop and you know, just being polite and you know, trying to represent your store as best I could. And then I heard the phrase, Yeah, my chickens go surfing. Yes. And I went, What the are you talking about? <laughs> is this woman nuts? And you're like, you, you just gave me a look like, nope, nope, that's this is true. And yep. this lady has chickens. She rescues. Don't worry, her. Elaine is quite used to getting some odd looks and, oh. and raised eyebrows. Don't you worry about that. She uh, has rescue chooks. That was the first thing that pricked my eye. I'm like, rescue chooks? What the hell yes. are you talking about? And yeah. then she said, yes, and they go surfing. So um, I think you might have ducked out to the toilet when she was in the shop, I think. I and then. And then I came back and she's like, look me up on, on nine MSN and today's show. Yeah. And all I saw, I, I looked it up and I saw this video. So if you want to look it up, folks, go home or we might put a link or something. I don't know. Um, just look up, look up surfing chickens, ocean grove or something like that. But the thing that I found was funny, the way she sold it to me versus the vision of what she, the chickens do. I'm like, <laughs> mm, those chickens aren't surfing. You're literally throwing them into the ocean and they're, and they're making their way back into shore. Yes. Uh, I don't classify that as surfing. I classify that as surviving. 
Um, and then she had she had one on, she had one on a on a skateboard, and I couldn't believe it. Like, and without a word of a lie, her face didn't change. Like she didn't she wasn't it wasn't comical no. for her. No. It was very serious. Yeah. And when you walk back in, you're like, oh, you've met Elaine, and, and you knew exactly what I'd already known, what she's yeah, already yeah. told me. And I thought, gee whiz, that that's not what I was expecting to hear. No. And my one of two hours of working in your shop <laughs> is a lady who throws chickens in the surf and they surf. Elaine's been a, a great customer of mine from day one, basically. And she comes in and she takes a lot of photos of her chickens on her phone. And um, she gets them printed up and she takes them to local businesses and yeah. like coffee shops and restaurants. And people absolutely love them. She just hands them out for free. Yep. She might, she like being autumn, she'll have a photo of her chickens in the autumn leaves. And she'll put some funky little caption on there and away she goes. And it's her thing. And she absolutely loves it. But yeah, uh, if you can look up um, Chicken Lady Ocean Grove on the Today Show, it's very funny. Um, you, you, yeah. Anyway, we completely digress. <laughs> Hello, Elaine. Hope you're watching. You, yeah. You're not. That's fine. Um, my God. Um, it, it was the funniest thing I'd heard in a long time. The icing on the cake was when I took a passport photo of one of her chickens. You took a passport. That's right. You took a passport photo of a chick. True. Um, and I'm, true. I'm just like, what? Like, and you know what? <laughs> the other thing we noticed about, so I'll say I, not we. The other thing I noticed of being in Ocean Grove was the the variety of old fashioned names that came into oh, the shop. Wonderful, isn't it? It was Beryl. It was Jude. It was mm-hmm. you know whoever it was. You think of any mm-hmm. older name? Deirdre. Did you Rose? We had Rose. Rose, Rose was, was young, in, yes. She yep. was the young backpacker girl. Um, yep. Yeah, she was with the old person's name. With the old person's name. So for the two hours <laughs> I was in the shop, it was like an episode of the Golden Girls walking in and out with all these names. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I'd gone back in time, but it was great to, like I said, it was great to hang out for a couple of hours and have a bit of a laugh. And nah, um, well, um, it, it as, as luck would have it, um, Elaine came into the shop today, and right. I kid you not. Asked me where the new guy was. Oh, did you? <laughs> See, <laughs> That's a true I, story. I made an impression. You did, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was very funny. It made my day. And then I got on the boat. Had to catch the boat home. And uh, yeah, so I got put a few sails through. I think you did. We Absolutely. Did a few things. No, yeah. As I say, it was like old times, mate. No, there I've, you go. I've, I've, I've said to you a hundred times: Hobart camera and photo is in your future. Maybe um, just a few <laughs> other names, just a few other examples of the names that you might have mentioned yes. that we saw: Des, Jenny, Joy, Marge, Deidre. Yeah, you name it. You, you did come in on pension day. I did come in pension day. But <laughs> it was a very funny couple of hours, and uh, like I said, then I caught the boat. I caught the boat boat home, and that was nice and smooth actually. And uh, here we are having a chat about it. So anyway, yes, no, we're we're nineteen minutes in. We're twenty minutes in where you said we'd be. I said we would be. Yeah, you did. Uh, tonight's main topic is brought to you by Cameron Blake. He uh, has wants to table this on the agenda Ooh, for this evening. Yeah. So um, yeah. normally when I say that, you're about to hear something controversial. So over to you, Cameron. <laughs> Don't build me up to be a prick. <laughs> so this 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 topic's been playing in my brain like a lot of them do. And people at home probably think this guy's a dickhead. All he does is just think of stuff. And, and a lot of times I do. Like I do a lot of driving, a lot of traveling and a lot of downtime. And you know, I listen to podcasts and music and stuff like that. And I always have these little thoughts going through my head about being a photographer versus other artists. So I've, I've said it a thousand times that if I, I would trade any skill I have as a photographer to be able to play the piano or play the guitar properly, you know, to be able to be a professional in that field as opposed to this field. Because I think, you know, music can bring so much joy and all those kind of things. But I always look at us as artists, which we are, 
And I always sort of compare us with, you know, uh, painters, musicians, um, you know, whatever else it might be, um, writers, poetry, whatever it might be. But the one thing I can't get my head around, and, and this has popped up over the last few weeks when I've seen, uh, and people are going to think I'm being nasty here, but I've seen a lot of photos uh, recently down here in Tassie of a location of the Aurora being shot, which is exactly the same location that I took photos of many years ago. And to my knowledge, there hadn't been any photos of the Aurora taken from this location before that. There may have been. I'm happy to be corrected. But what I've seen a lot lately is everyone going to this same location, recreating the same sort of shot that I took, which is flattering and, and it's really lovely to see. But it got me thinking that, you know, for example, and I've said this offline to you as well, that, you know, if I go rewrite the Gone with the Wind novel and put author Cam Blake and try and sell it, you know, I'd, I'd get my ass handed to me. If I try and redo Hey Jude by the Beatles and say it's my song, I'd get in trouble. Uh, if I went and painted the Mona Lisa and called it, you know, Mona Lisa 2 and put my name to it, I'd get in trouble. But there's nothing really to protect photographers from people literally going out and taking the exact same photograph of the exact same topic. Um, you know, that, that that doesn't seem to be any parameters around whether or not we have protection of that. And it's not just my photos. I've seen like so many famous photos you see people go and recreate and, and then sell. Like there's people selling similar photos across the board. So I wanted to talk about, you know, can photos be plagiarized or can they be ripped off? You know, uh, another example that comes to mind is um, Peter Lick with that really famous shot of the ghost. Uh, I think it's called yeah. Ghost Light in the Canyon. Yeah. Like people have gone and taken very similar shots to that. And, you know, he sold that photo for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then people have gone allegedly. and recreate allegedly. That's right. It's probably all bullshit. Um, <laughs> don't don't worry, Peter. We've got no lawyers, so you can sue us. Um, so he's probably had people go and take the exact same shot. Um, I had this little conversation with another photographer up in Bright, Mika Boynton, um, when we were, in, we were in her gallery the other day. And in tongue in cheek, one of my customers said, "Oh, we're going to go get shots of these snow gums, cams like Mika's." And I said, yeah, we're going to go get the exact same shot. We're going to set up the exact same situation. And Mika was standing there. And I said to her, I said, now, how would you feel if we did that, if we recreated her, your shot to the you know, nth degree? The and uh, pixel. But her, her response was, well, it's nature. You can't copyright nature. So, you know, it, nothing will ever be the same twice. But I'm like, well, it could be. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a photo um, of a shot that Peter Dombroskis did up in the walls of Jerusalem of an old pencil pine, this gnarly pencil pine. And I went there um, to recreate that because I love the photo and I thought I'd love to go and recreate that. And I got really lucky. I got the exact same conditions, the exact same lighting, and I set up the frame almost identical to his composition. And I even shot it on the same film profile that he shot his on in on film. Um and to me, that was a complete ripoff of his shot. And it's a beautiful shot. And I and I love the shot, but I know it's not my idea or my composition. Um, and one more other example about this before we get into talking about it. Um, going back to Peter Dombrowskis, about five years ago, four years ago, it was the 25th anniversary of his passing. And down here in Tassie, I approached a few local photographers and said, maybe we should try and do something together as a group, like some sort of tribute or, you know, put something together. Uh, maybe we can go out and put our take on some of his photos and, you know, recreate some of these classic shots he's done, you know, like doing a cover, go do a cover of Hey Jude and, you know, as a tribute. Um, and a few of them pushed back and said, oh, you know, that's that's probably, you can't really do that. You can't go take people's photos and stuff like that. And we actually reached out to his 
wife down here in Hobart to ask permission. And her response was what sort of got this growing in my brain a few years ago was um, they're Peter Dombrowski's compositions. Um, you, you can't, you can't recreate them. They're his compositions. I don't give you permission to recreate them. And out of respect, obviously we, we didn't do anything. The idea didn't go any further, but that always stuck in my head is like, well, can someone copyright a composition or can they own a composition? So that's the conversation. I don't know. I don't know how controversial it is, but I don't know if anyone's actually thought of this before, but if you take a few minutes after listening to this podcast and think about it, that all these other arts that people do, people can go and recreate things, but they can't claim it as their own. They've got to say it's credited to or written by or whatever. But in photography, you can go and do the exact same shot behind you on the exact same sort of weather, exactly the same composition and say it's a photo by Cam Blake and sell it. And you just have to wear it as if to say, well, my creative influence there and my intellectual property means nothing. It's um, it's can you solve this for us? It is a no, deep topic. No, I can't. But I got I've got a feeling we're going to scratch the surface in this episode though, because there's a lot to unpack here, a, a hell of a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's, it might be a double episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the Beatles like to do double the, yeah, the white album. Mm. This could be our white album here, Cam. Mm. Um, it there's a lot there. I think when you say, you know, that you can't rip off someone else's image. Yeah. I would argue that there has actually been legal cases where it has been brought before a jury or before a court at least. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to look that up and I can't be hundred percent sure, but I I think when you say like carte blanche that you just can't do it, I I think, I think it's happened um, in the past. Um, As I say, without, without doing any research on it. Um, particularly when it comes to that big bad issue we have of actually making money from our photos. Oh, how dare we? Yeah. You know, um, I, I think then the the waters get muddied. With photography, though, I think Mika made a very, very valid point, and that is yeah. it is nigh on impossible to yeah. reproduce the photo. Now, and again, copyright law is not my strong suit, but yep. from my understanding, if the image is is different by a factor of roughly 10%, yep. that's where you can go ahead, do what you want. Yep. And I would argue that, it, okay, so let's use your background as an example. I'm yep. going up to dinner plane, was it? Yep. 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 I'm going up to dinner plane tomorrow. Hopefully the conditions are like that. Do you really think that I'm going to be able to reproduce that photo? Exactly. But stand exactly where you stood. Get yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I do because because no, no, I don't... no, no, within ninety percent. Oh, more. I, I with easily because yeah. I've done, I've done it myself. That one, that that photo I was talking about of the pencil pine up at pencil up at Walls of Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. You put you put that next to the Peter Dombrowski's photo, and it's well within ninety percent plus of what that looks like. Yeah. So, so that, that, to, that would be yeah. that would be a matter for a for a court to decide. I would imagine. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think there's probably there may be more protection there than you think. It might yeah. be just that most photographers are broke ass, you know, yeah, yeah. struggling, struggling artists. artists. They can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> they right. can't really afford to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. I'm struggling to think of a of, of an actual occurrence well, where it has happened. But well, because sure of, it has because of the magic of Google. Um, mm. while you've been talking now, I've actually found an example of it. How good is that? Hey, we haven't even paused this. This is live. Um, so Annie Lebowitz, whatever her name is, the yeah, famous Annie Lebowitz, yeah, Lebowitz, yeah. yeah. 
Um, she was actually sued for $300,000 over copyright back in 2009 okay. because she recreated um, photos that she'd recreated of another Italian photographer. So okay. she'd gone and taken the photos again and then claimed and passed them off as her own photos or her own creation yep. when, that, when they were absolute ripoffs of this other person. So um, whether or not she, I can't read through it all now, but she was sued. So she was taken to court. So someone has taken someone Good. of some, you know, standing. Right. So, in the so this, is, this, this answers part A of the question that there's yep. nothing we can do about it. There is something you can do about it. You, you can, there damn, is. Well, you can yep. damn well take people to court by the looks yep. of that. Yep. Yeah, uh, that that is in the very um, litigious country of the US of A, of course. But um, yeah, that's right. not to say that that can't be done here. I mean, I'm assuming yeah. absolutely it can be. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think the instances of okay, so there's, there's plagiarism. Sure, there's also yeah. accidental plagiarism, right? Where yeah. you know, I mean, and there's influence. You're influenced by Dombrowski, so I'm influenced mm. by you. I'm influenced by you know other photographers. Uh, in Ocean Grove, um, mm. Pete James, who's here, and, and I think occasionally listens to the show. Go, Pete! Awesome local photographer. He puts photos up sometimes, and I'm like, man, that's a that's a cool angle. Mm. And I find that will might influence me next time I'm in that location. I'm not going to go there and go. I'm going to take that Pete James photo. Yeah, but it does definitely influence. You know, oh yeah, let's have a look at that angle and see if it works under those lighting conditions that I'm in then and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th this is an absolute rabbit hole. We could, mm. we could, we could really go deep, <laughs> do a deep dive on this bad boy. Well, that, that's the thing. So I, I get, and again, like when I was saying before, like people have gone and taken, and, and it's happened over the last couple of years, which I, I find, I find surprising, but also flattering that I've seen a lot of what I would say my compositions around Tasmania have yeah. really started to pop up. There's lots of people, there's a shot out at uh, Lake Pedder, which um, I've got a shot where it's like this storm coming over the over the thing. It's all lit up, this this rain showers lit up orange and the, the lake's all perfectly blue. And the only way you would get that photograph is if you had seen it before, because it's not, it's not a very, um, it's not something that you would pick out of this massive landscape. So it's actually taken with like a three or 400 mil lens. It's quite a long way in. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to pull you up on one thing. Yeah. You hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it before. No, no. But you got the photo. But I got the photo. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So to say to say that you would have had to have seen it before to get the photo isn't right because you hadn't seen it before. Well, no. I mean, you would have to have seen my photo to see where to get it from. Yep. If you know. What yeah, mean. no, no. But but you yeah. see what I'm saying as well, though. Oh like yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. hadn't actually seen it before either. No, 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 no. Some got the shot. So some, my argument yeah. would be if you're a good photographer, which cam you are. And you're you're you go to any given location, the good yep. photographers will pick the compositions. Now, the fact that there's millions of us now, because <laughs> yep. anyone with yep. a camera thinks they're a pro photographer, yeah, you know, they're gonna go to a location and they are going to within, you know, probably the majority will take the same photo, I would have thought, or something incredibly similar. Well, this this is um, this is what I mean though. Like, for example, um, this one I'm talking about at Lake Petter. Yeah, I, I I would I I would say that unless you had seen the photo I'd taken and how I'd taken it, yep, you wouldn't see that shot. No, okay, so so this is where technique can be different as well. So yeah, for example, they might have uh, in, inadvertently or on purpose copied your tech. So they might have looked and gone, okay, 
I can see on that photo that Cam used a, you know, three second exposure with an ND filter. Um, yeah. He you know, used this angle of his camera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And can completely mimic that. Yeah. However, I would argue that the good photographers would see the shot as well, regardless of whether they've seen yeah. your shot before or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how the hell would you argue that in a court of law? Well, that's the other thing. Um, if it does get to that point where, you know, it is a complete carbon copy of what you've done. Yeah. How, how do you go to court and say, well, that's my photo. And and the court would say, well, how, what makes it your photo? It's a shot of nature. Yes. Yeah. But I, but my composition is exactly like that. It, it's a real tricky one. Um, how you would defend that, but yeah. You know, like, like I said before, when we spoke to Peter Dombrowski's wife, like it was a flat out no. These are these are his compositions. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that that grinds my gears a little bit. It does. I yeah. I mean, for two reasons. One, your intentions were pure. You were going yep. there to actually honour, yeah, um, um, his memory. Uh, and two, man, I don't know. I don't think mm. you can own a composition. I really don't. Um, well, that, that's that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Can can you own a composition in photography? And if so. Go, where, go to the go to the twelve apostles camp, and you've got that. Oh, exactly platform. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've got that platform that's what sixty meters long, if that forty meters long. They are your options to shoot the crap. Yeah, the 12 yeah, apostles. I know. I know. yeah. Of course, there's forty trillion photos that look exactly the same. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I've got photos of the twelve apostles that I sell. I'm not going to go and sue Steve Parrish or Ken Duncan. Like, no. You know that those, those things are there. Like that's it, it's it's. I mean, you, I, I... You, you could argue then, like getting back to my other point of the argument about, you know, you you see a painting, you know, the Mona Lisa, and you yep. go and recreate that to the exact same example. Yeah, you, you you can't get away with that. You would you no, would that's be... right. No, no, I agree. It does so... it does seem a little hypocritical that there's that mm. there's one field of the arts that, uh, and and the big one at the moment is um, the Ed Sheeran case against Marvin Gaye. Exactly, which got um... thrown which got thrown out. Like yeah. he he he, he yeah. technically, and I he didn't think win, he didn't... so because it was it may have been inspired or influenced by, but it was yeah. nowhere. The, the the two songs were. I've never heard it. I've never listened to Ed Sheeran. But there was another there was another example. If you listen to the two tracks, you can see the inspire hear the inspiration. But you, it's just outrageous that they've but, bought a. But there has there has been lawsuits where songs have been they've lost lawsuits because the song has been too close or a direct ripoff oh, absolutely. of that. I mean, um, the other one, the other one was a classic one was Obla D, Obla Da by Beatles. And yeah. it was uh, the offspring. Something oh, was, there was combat. There, there was notes and something like that in there. But the yeah. fact is that it got attention that someone went, hang on a sec. That sounds a lot like that song, but that person's done. You can't do that where we go. Hey, that's a photo of Lake Petter that Cam took. And that's a photo of Lake Petter that who else took. And it looks exactly the same. Nothing to see here. Move on. That's, that's what I mean. Like there's, as as yeah. an art, as a, a, a yeah. genre of art, we don't seem to get any recognition for our skill of seeing and creating something if it gets I copied. I think the variable is what Mika said, and that it is nature, and it's there, and you can't, and that's the variable. So, mm. yes, you're you're completely right. So the person that painted the Mona Lisa painted that from their brain. The next person didn't think it up; it was already there, right in front of them. So they yeah. copied it absolutely the same then it's a forgery yeah. if you like yeah i think that might be might be a better term for this actually a um a, yeah it's a forgery it's a it's 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 a ripoff of it so um, I'll, I'll put this to you then out of photography's been around for what 150 years or something like that 120 years whatever yeah. it is 
So for example, if we use the example of the tree that I was talking about with Peter Dombrowskis, this pencil pine, that pencil pine tree has been there for all time. Yeah. There's only ever been one photo of that taken by Peter. Yep. And now other people then take it afterwards. And that I, we know like, of. That we know of. No, no, yep. that we that, that's that that's only one photo was ever taken of that before anyone else took it. So yep. to me, in defense of maybe what his wife was saying with compositions being protected, it would be quite easy to argue that, you know what, he's the only person that ever shot that tree. So regardless if nature changes, weather changes, whatever. That yep. composition that he created, that artwork that he created of this beautiful pencil pine, should be his. He's 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 mm. he's made he's he's made that effort to find the composition. He's he's created the art. He's used his skill to create that art, and the and the end result is a piece of art. Yeah. And to me, like, yeah. should he should that be then? Okay, well that that's his art. And and, and, that, and I think pro- I agree with you. I think we're in heated agreement for the most part. But yeah. Um, Probably just probably lost my train of thought there. But I think when it comes to um, Peter going out there and taking that photo, I think it's I think it's just too difficult to I mean, what do you do? You can't what do you put a plaque there and say you can't take this? I mean, come on, anyone can go and take that photo. You know, anyone who goes to the trouble of hiking to the walls of Jerusalem to go to that spot. Mm. And hand on heart, I've never seen the photo that you're talking about. So yeah, um, I may have unknowingly. I'll tell you what, like a, if, yeah. if if you if you're good enough, we'll put it up on the screen and we'll put the two examples up. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be that'd be a good good study. Uh, hmm. So there it is. The, see, if I do this now, it shows me in the edit that I'm supposed to put something there. Ah, <laughs> two things. Um, yeah, and you're right. Like it's it's a real tricky one, and I think you know I think you're right with what Mika was saying. I think. I don't think I agree 100% with what she was saying, but I think I certainly agree with 80% of what she's saying. No, I know what I was going to say. Sorry, I I just made it right. It's the medium. It's the medium. If photography, you can can go out, like painting something is is really difficult. Photographers, generally Mm -hmm. speaking, have pissed and moaned a little bit over the years about not being recognised as artists. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and people, you know, it's sort of, uh, oh, you're a photographer. Well, it's not really art, is it? Mm. You know, it's not really art. We can't have it both ways, where we go, no, we want it to be art, but we don't want it to be plagiarized. You know but what I mean? Like, but doesn't, but doesn't that then, if if you're a musician or a painter or a writer, and you say, yeah, I'm an artist. I, I write, I paint, I sing, I do whatever, and then someone comes out and rips off your work, hundred percent, you're going to say, hang on a sec, that's my work. You can't do that. Yeah. That's what I'm. I'm saying that's that's how photographers should have a, have a mindset about this as well. Is that yeah. you know what that that's my photograph that I created is magic out of my art. Yeah. I yeah. prefer you not go and do the exact same thing and sell it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, and you make a very valid point. It's it's hard it's hard yeah. to argue against it. Um... But I think I think you're right that the hard bit is that it's the medium and photographers have always been the poor man's artist. <clears throat> We're always the one that is at the bottom of the pile when it comes to things because we just take photos and everyone does it and, you know, it's not that important. But as a photographer who's passionate and and everyone who is a photographer as well, we should have some pride or some sort of self-worth in the art that we're creating. Like that yeah. shot behind you is lovely. You've got the golden trees and the beautiful sky and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you put that in your shop on a big canvas or you sell it for a couple of thousand dollars framed up, that's your artwork. If I go out and with my skills as a photographer, I know I can go create that as good as you um, and put it in a frame and sell it. Yep. 
But to me, that would be the greatest kick in the balls to you that I've just gone, well, that's a great bit of art. I'll go recreate it and then yeah. I can make money off it. Yeah, when it's blatant like that, when when someone's seen it and and just gone out to man, I don't reckon there's I don't reckon there's many I don't think there's a lot of people that would do that maliciously. No. Um I, I, I as I say, I think it's accidental plagiarism. Um mm. Which isn't plagiarism at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's coincidence. Um, and I think again that's where because photography is because of the medium that it is. I think in a in a court of law that's how it would be seen as pure coincidence, and yeah. it would be thrown out of court. It'd be like, well, well done. You both took a great photo. Move on, you know. And and well, but but it would it would it would come down it would come down to the argument you put in front of the, the court. Yeah. Like if I if I went and if you took me to court for doing exactly what I just said you did. Yeah. And I, I went in there and said, Oh, it was just a fluke. I just drove past and saw these great trees. Yeah. But then you could prove somehow that, well, actually, no, he's done this with other work of mine. He goes and copies every other photo I've done mm -hmm. and goes mm -hmm. to every single location and creates the exact same work. Mm -hmm. This person is copying my work and passing it off as their own. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think you'd have a strong case for the court to say, well, you know what? Yeah. That is artwork, and that's your your intellectual property or art property. And this yeah. person is is plagiarizing that by doing the exact same thing, passing it off as their own, and making money off it. Um, which is different to like, for example, the example I was talking about at the start with the aurora is the tessellated pavement. Like every time there's an aurora now, there is hordes of people down there yeah. taking photos of the aurora with the tessellated pavement and reflection, and that's great. And and from what I understand. The photo I took of that eight or nine years ago was the first one that was taken down there. And it's really flattering to see that get done. Yeah. But if everyone was going down there taking that exact same photo and making thousands of dollars off selling it, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be a little bit pissed off. Yeah. Because it was a pretty original idea that was executed and created. And now all of a sudden people are using I, that creativity yeah. to make their own money. I don't know. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, the first question I'd ask myself is why aren't I making thousands of dollars off it? I mean, I, I'd look at that as a failure on my my behalf. If I well, saw someone with yeah. my kangaroo photo, for example, yeah. and they made the front page of the paper and, you know, they had a check for a million dollars and they'd sold it, you know, the most expensive photo ever sold, I'd yeah. look at myself and go, what have, what have I done wrong here? How come, how come I didn't do that? You know, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, what I think what it comes down to as well is the uh, professionalism of it. So we're looking to make money out of it, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know, even when it comes to artwork, like if someone reproduces, I mean, go to Paris and... Mm -hmm. Well, go go to the markets. Look at the street vendors. They're all selling bloody ripoffs mm. of Monet's and yeah. Pick another French artist that I can't think of off the top of my head, but you know, yeah, and yeah. And, and they're doing um, probably doing a roaring trade as well. But they're complete and utter copies Rip. and ripoffs of them. Yeah. See, I, I I would look at the example you just gave about. Well, if they're making money off it, what am I doing wrong? I, I would turn that around the other way and say, well, I could be making the potential money they're making. But I can't because they're now, you know, the the market's getting flooded with these ripoffs yeah, of my work. Yeah, you could you could look at it that way. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it's it's something that's why I've I've been thinking about this topic off and on for years um, since that conversation about Peter's work. Yeah, and I thought it'd be a good one to bring up only because, like I said, not, and again, hand on heart, it's lovely to see photos around Tassie that look very similar to mine, and and people yeah. have reached out and said people have reached out and said, hey, I love that shot you did. I went and did the same thing. It was fantastic. Yeah. And that, that's really lovely. 
But if if it was a bit more of a competitive market where people were making lots of money and taking sales away from me selling those preachers and stuff, then that's where this conversation might be a bit more relevant. That's not happening because you know we don't make much money. Gee, we're almost we're almost at the point where we have to talk about NFTs. Remember those things? Didn't they take off? Are they still around? What is an absolute <laughs> waste of time that was? And didn't we know it? <laughs> well, it's a little bit like it's a little bit like AI. AI has gone a bit quiet lately, but wow! Um, have you heard about it? Firefly? Firefly, no. Mm-hmm. Do Our friends at Adobe. Oh, are, they do. They uh, they are about to. Well, it's in beta testing at the moment, and I have actually put my name in to be one of the beta testers. On I'm fascinated by it. Um, right. Yeah, it's called Adobe Firefly, and uh, it's going to be. It's designed to help um, more for um, more for what is it? Graphic designers. Um, it's, graphic it's a new. It's a new family of creative generated AI models coming to the Adobe products, focusing initially on image and text effect effect generation. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's fascinating. The space right. ain't going away. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to go back to AI again, but. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's it's getting more and more momentum, but it'll be okay. interesting to see yeah. if it goes the way of the NFT because I don't think it's going to. <laughs> here's one. Here's one for you. Yep. So someone gets on Adobe. Someone goes into your store and sees the Jesus kangaroo jumping across the water, yes. and they take a photo of it and go, "That looks great." Yes. And they go on AI and say, yes. "Create image of this yes. field." Blah 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 blah. Kangaroo dropping off. Blah blah blah. And then they sell it as a stock image online. And it's there for yep. anyone to buy for nothing. Yep. Would you be okay with that? No, of course not. Of course, I wouldn't be. But so the, the, AI, yeah. AI versus a human. I don't. I don't see. Oh, the difference. The, the, we're 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 in trouble. Mm. I do think we're in trouble. Um, yeah. the, no question about that. It's going to be interesting the way that people grasp it and run with yeah. it. Yeah. But it's funny you should say that because I've been on ChatGPT. I've been on. Uh, what are they? Oh, they've got all. There's about five hundred of them now that are AI uh, yeah. image generators. What do you reckon the first thing I type into an image generator is? Kangaroo jumping on water. Kangaroo on water. And just to see, and I can tell you, mate, we are decades away from, (laughs) because of the Mm. crap that it comes up with ain't even even close. And what I'm actually looking for, though, is is for them sampling my image. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, because it's such a unique image, it is one that I I'll know pretty much straight away where that's come from. Mm. So that's where the can of worms really opens up. Yeah, um, particularly if it's used in a marketing campaign. Yeah. What about yeah? What here's another thing, right? So Qantas put out a marketing campaign, and they get a photographer to go out and take mm. the exact same photograph that you do. They set it up. Mm-hmm. They, it's a complete yep. setup, but it looks identical to your shot. And then they pay this person a couple of million for the photo and they use yep. it across billboards around the world. Yep. Are you going to sit there and go, well, it's nature. I can't really do much about it because, you know, that kangaroo could no, go the other way. I'm going to sit there and go, why the hell did I take it to Qantas? Yeah, but they didn't want your one. They wanted to do it to this guy. <laughs> That's right. They wanted to pay someone millions yeah. of dollars instead yeah. of giving me a hundred grand. Yeah, but that's that's what I mean though. Like, oh no, I'm hearing you. I'm, yeah, look, no, no, you make you make a valid point in terms yeah. of. Um, oh, by the way, I'd definitely have a case in that in that case. That 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 that, well, that's, that would be different, particularly that one photo. Um, <laughs> you're not, you're not because it's so go. unique. It's it's because it's so unique. And and the other the, the, that's the thing that I think that's that's one of the one of the main points is. Um, all the different landscapes and things that people are taking photos of, they yep. they change all the time. I mean, mm. 
I mean, okay, I'll pluck another one out. The Point Lonsdale Lighthouse. I mean, yep. for God's sake, that one. There's one particular spot that everyone who shoots on the Ballerine yep. knows. Um, you know where you can get the the best photo of the Point Lonsdale Lighthouse. Um, yeah. You know, but if you do a Google search for Point Lonsdale Lighthouse and bring up the images page, yeah, you'll battle to find two that are that are you know well, within ninety percent of each other. Well, that's what I mean. Th- those ones, yeah, I agree with that. They're the, they're the ones that can't really be. Um, you know they're 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 going to be different, yeah. but it's the ones where people go out with the intention to create the same shot. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's where that's. But where then, I look then at. again, the burden of proof is you is you proving that they had those intentions, and that well, if the, if the shots if the shots identical, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. It would have to be. It would have to be an exact copy. Like, yeah. and I'm talking clouds in the same spot, which isn't going to happen. Um, yeah. You know, water ripples in the same spot, which isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, if you have a close look, and I haven't even seen the photos that you're talking about, the one that you mm. uh, replicated Dombrovskis' image, I think yeah. you'll find that there's there's a lot more differences in it. Oh, sure, they're, they're... the composition is probably the thing that ties them together. Yeah. But the rest, I mean, you, what, how many years apart? And yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's it is it's 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 a tough one. I think we will come back to this because I reckon people are going to uh, kick off in the comments about this. If yeah. you would like to leave a comment, please. By cool. all means. And if you want to knock my ego down, feel free because I know it's coming. One thing I like about the Down South Photo Show is you and I don't always have to agree. Um, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. and, and that no. and that shone through in our um in our workshop last uh, was it this year like whenever in summer the ballerine ones we were doing there was a couple of times when we were there taking photos you had one way of doing it I had a different way and I yeah, think that was awesome and you were wrong that's that's fine. both ways were amazing yeah yeah <laughs> but they yeah. were just different ways of doing it you know? yeah that's and, right uh, there's there's no there's plenty of ways to skin a cat when it comes to photography that's, yeah, for that's sure. right but uh, when it comes to this particular topic it's it's interesting mm-hmm. i think i think i'm not quite as on board as you are about and, and but i understand your point of mm-hmm. i think it's really difficult though to compare two different industries that's yeah. that's where it's hard i mean you know, you can't, they all, they have their own idiosyncrasies. So it's really hard to to compare the two and say, well, they do this, so we should do that. You know, the, yeah. the old whataboutism. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. Mm. Um, and I think there's enough compositions in landscape photography in this world where we can all just get along and all yeah. go out and make nice photos. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm probably putting a bit of mustard on top of this to to make it a bit more of a topic, but mustard, you? Uh, mustard, mayo. yeah, mayo, mayo, mustard. Um, but I, I see it as again, I see it as a potential problem down the track, or you know, uh, I may, and if anything, if people walk away from this and go, well, you know what, Cam's got a bit of a point. Maybe I won't go to that trees behind Brendan and take the same shot. I'll go to the same location, but I'll create something of my own. I'll I'll be a bit oh, more original I mean, and stuff like that. It's it's pretty obvious. You've got to you've actually got to go further along and shoot down that fence line. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I mean, Brendan, come pretty on, straightforward. Man. But you know, if, 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 if it gets if it gets people thinking a bit more about how they take a photo, and, and I always say to people on workshops, get the postcard shot, get that classic shot that everyone gets, fair enough. But then go get your own take on the location or the topic or something like that. And mm-hmm. I think it's good practice to try and not get influenced too much by others. Definitely look at others and take that as inspiration, but don't just go carbon copy the same shot and then move on because you're not going to grow as a photographer doing that. Yeah. And with um, 
not wanting to back over it too much, but I think off the top when you were saying about how you can't, there's no way of being sued or something like that, um, mm. you know, and we, I think we've established you probably can be, but one one thing, who was that? Was that photographer a couple of years ago that won a few awards, and then it was found that she'd literally stolen elements out of other people's photos? Can we say her name? Um, I don't know. It's sort of like Beetlejuice. If you say it three times, she'll turn up or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, what I'm saying I, is, I, it I, know, was, I know the I know the name, but I won't. It say. <laughs> was flagged, and it was, yes. and she was taken down, which was you know mm. kudos to the people that were that were running the competitions at the time. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that person. Is still working in the industry, and and from all reports, has recovered from the controversy. Um, mm-hmm. But they they won lots and lots and lots of money and lots and lots of prizes with their work, mm-hmm. and they were completely ripping off uh, work using. Yeah. It was all it was all um, illustrative work and using elements yeah, that and you're meant to have taken all the photos yourself, and they were using clip art. Um, it <laughs> it actually well it, it actually made. A lot of the competitions, a bit like the AI competitions, made them look like a bunch of dickheads that they didn't realise that the black cat that was in all the well, photos was the yeah. clip art cat, black cat. Well, while while I was in Tasmania, we had another um, AI image winner portrait competition. We did, yes. Yes, we didn't even talk about that, but that's, anyway, we won't, let's not yeah. go down that bloody that road. Was not, um, we've run out, I think we're running out of time for Dear Cam. Well, uh, do we want to do a Dear Cam or not? Well, I reckon. Can we, we hold can get, it over? We haven't done for a while. We can hold it over if you want. Uh, we had a bit of gear talk. That's pretty simple. Nikon Z8's no. coming out. No one gives a shit. And there's a DJI Mavic Pro. 3. <laughs> Haven't even seen it, but who cares? <laughs> and, no one, and there's a DJI Mavic Pro 3 coming out that no one gives a shizzle about either. It's funny, um, just quickly on gear talk. It, I love it. Mm. There should be a, a phrase for it. When when a company brings out a new, in inverted commas, new product, yep. and the new features on it are not worth a damn. Like they just... Yeah, yep. um, I think the photography injury in industry is is guilty of that. Um, yeah. You know, bringing well, out, bringing out. Oh, I tell you, it's, this was something fascinating today that I found out. Are you all on the edge of your seats? I mean, <laughs> it's not that fascinating. Panasonic have released a new camera. Um, no, they have not. It's the oh gosh, you'd think I'd remember the, all the numbers. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's a it's actually a new version of a camera they've already got available right right yeah um and it's it's looks fantastic i was watching iphone's review of it today i love that guy he does the best reviews yeah um anyway he said that if you own the old version of this camera there will be a firmware update coming that will bring it up close to the new one right but guess what panasonic are doing not letting charging for the firmware update oh now is this a new thing is this a new thing well this is a thing as well like that's happened with with the Olympus cameras a couple of times with those neutral densities and yes. stuff like that. They've up they've done up firmware upgrade that takes an old model almost to the same level as the new model. That's right, and that's been free. So um, I don't have a problem with that. I, I think if they're going to release a new camera with new features, mm-hmm. and people don't want to buy the new camera but they're happy to do the firmware upgrade, I don't think it's an issue to charge something for that. Maybe not. How much, how the, much would you charge? Because oh. I know how much Panasonic are charging, so let's let's no, see. Ninety nine bucks. Yeah, it's one hundred and ninety nine US. Right. Okay. Update. So yeah. yeah, it's um yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It, it piqued mm. my interest because I've been doing firmware updates for years for customers. People come in with their camera, mm. uh, and you know it freaks them out to do a firmware update because they don't want to brick their camera. So I you've, you've you've just reminded me of a customer, Lani. If you're watching, hi Lani from Bright. 
um, we'll need to do a firmware update of her OM5 uh, right. on the on the wet day that we sat inside doing editing, and we didn't. Sorry about that. I'll do it next time. Good to see you reaching out to your customers live. Yeah, well, photo show. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too scared to do it. Um, let's let's do this deer cam. Come on, we can do this. Okay, go for it. I haven't read it. I don't know what it's about. Go. Okay, so uh, who's it from? It's from David in uh, up in the, the where is he? The Grampians. Ararat. Ararat. That's him. That's Ararat, David. David Ararat. David's an awesome man. He's he's been on one of our workshops already, and I believe coming on another. He's coming on. Which one we're we doing in October? The oh, Murray no, Mallee. This one we're doing somewhere in the two Mallee spots left. There. Yeah, like like be there or be squared. You don't want to miss out on that. Like the first the first workshops are usually the they're usually a little bit disorganized, but they're usually the best ones. Yes, and you you want to be on that trip to say, hey, I was on that first one. Where you know when we you know we the car yeah. broke down six times and we yeah. didn't get any photos. Right. Oh, I was on that yeah. one. We didn't get any food. We didn't they, get any. They, they, they didn't feed us. We slept. Yeah. We slept. We slept in the back of a car. All they had was beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of that's going to happen, folks. We're a serious operation. Dear Cam, and in brackets, and Brendan. So that's yeah. why David gets his read out because it's got the and Brendan bit. So thank you, David. Um, fresh from your overland jaunt. It was quite jaunty, wasn't it? I keep hearing reports of snow down there. Yeah, well, that was true. Uh, yeah, this might be a good one to consider for people on multi-day workshops or expeditions. Right, yeah. Um, how do you catalogue or integrate your photos from a trip like the Overland or the Franklin or wherever you've been where you may have taken images on up to three cameras? So a DSLR, a point and shoot and a phone. Well, nice. I took them on two, so I had the yeah, DSLR. Fair, fair call, yep. Do you keep them in separate folders arranged by device or in date folders in Lightroom and let the metadata do the work of separating out the cameras, assuming, of course, they all have the same time set? Or leave the phone shots on the phone and not mix the shots or another method. Cheers. So basically, David is asking how we would go about cataloging, I guess. Mm. Uh, simple answer for me is I don't think I've ever taken any photos off my phone and put them on a computer. I just keep them on my phone. If I do it, if I do anything on my phone, I just edit on my phone and share them from my phone. Um, if I was to put them all in Lightroom, for example, I would generally put them all in and let the metadata sort them from date taken. So if you did want to go through and, and edit the shots in order of when they were taken along the trip, then they'd all be in chronological order from start to finish. Um, but it's a good question. Like, yeah, definitely on a camera I take and some video and photos on a phone is what I take. But very rarely do I do anything with the ones on my phone. I generally just leave them there, edit them on the phone. They all get done through that phone. Yep. So, but if that was me, I'd be putting them there in chronological order so you could go through and i did it actually on the bright trip i had my olympus and my leica so different cameras but i saved them all in lightroom but i sort by date taken so you know i might have swapped halfway through the day from one camera to another and you don't lose your sync going through there that's how yeah. i do it no and that's pretty much exactly how i do it as well so um the the time the the times where i do get the photos off the phone is normally when i've shot panorama um, yep. mainly because the panos have a lot more information in them. So it's good. Um, if you shoot a panorama on an iPhone Pro, uh, I think the panoramas I shot on the Overland were coming out at like 17 megabyte files. So they're quite good. Right. They're, they're usable. Um, yeah, right. okay. if, I, if I wanted to use them, I could. Uh, so I do that. Um, I normally just create a, a, so I open all my photos in one folder. So I put them all into one folder. And then within that folder, I create a folder called Keepers um and they're the ones that i want to edit or the ones that i think are worthy uh and they end up in there 
and uh, away I go. And yeah, you can just use the, as um, David said, the metadata. Is that is yeah. metadata and EXIF data the same thing? Probably. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. So we're, for the we're sake of this, they are. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, when you have a digital camera or any digital device, uh, it has a date and time set. So when you get a digital camera and take it out of the box, you have to set the date and time. I'm assuming mm. you still have to do that with brand newies. The last, the OM5, I definitely did. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. And that's so that it can put your files in chronological order. So um, pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward, that one. Uh, that That's how I would do it. And the only downside to that is, yeah, if you've if you've stuffed up and the date isn't set correctly, the date and time isn't yeah. set correctly, which can happen, which can easily be reset with a firmware update. I'll tell example. you a really really quick horror story that I had once when I was shooting weddings. I had two cameras, both Olympus cameras. You know, one lens longer than the other one, whatever it setup was to be, and I hadn't had the date set on one of them, and the Ooh. other one and the other one was there. And I took like three thousand shots for the day. <laughs> so I put them all. I put them all in Lightroom, sort by date taken, and it like it was like just an absolute mess all over the shop. And I'm like, my God! So I had to go through and manually sort through about three thousand shots to put them in order. Uh, that was a that was a shit few moments of my life. That would have been like picking fly shit out of pepper with boxing gloves on. <laughs> That's a different one. Mm. <clears throat> all right. On that note. Um, thanks, David, for the question. <laughs> if you have a deer cam question, by all means, fire it into us. Uh, leave it in the comments below. We've got a deer cam section on our website. Maybe we should have something like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll just go and do that now, shall I? Well, you know, you are the guru. You are the website guru. I like it. Mm. It's good. We're a good team. We do things right. well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cameron, what have you got coming up? Uh, I'm off to the Flin. I'm off to Flinders Island. On... Yeah, well, you can get stuffed. I'm very Friday. jealous. Very, yeah, very jealous. Linda's Island on Friday, and then I come back, and then a few days off, and then off to the Tarkai, and then I've got a bit of a break uh, before I head off to Flinders Ranges. So I'm sure hmm. that you are already across this. The weather is supposed to be spectacular in the next few days around Flinders Island. It should be nice. Um, yes, it should be. One thing I do want to say is Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Mm, uh, it yes. is Mother's Day in Australia uh, on Sunday. This comes out on Friday night. So thank you for uh, reminding Mother's me Day. that I won't be here for my mother for Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> That's right, Lisa. Well, you will organise these things. Um, yes. So uh, yes, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out mm, there. Um, which, which reminds me, basically for the next three days, I am printing Mother's Day photos, which I have been all week already. So um, yeah. it's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm getting a lot of um, professional photographers stuff in. Like we've, they've done like um, family sittings and stuff on the oh, beach yeah. and that sort yeah. of stuff. And we've got some really good photographers on the Ballerine Peninsula. Really, really good. Has there been any family shots of chickens? Yes. Today, Elaine came in. She printed some chicken photos. It's true. <laughs> I know. I've, I've, I've got. A, I've got a feel. I've, I've got a bit of an urge now to go against KFC. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't yeah. have listened this far. She would have listened uh, to the other bit, but she wouldn't listen this far. Sorry about. It. It's fine. Yeah, um, cool. All right. So I think that's about it. Um, that's it. One last plug for dsps.com.au. Go visit it. Check it out. Yeah. Um, beer donations this week. Cam, how did we go? Uh, well, we had uh, a lack of beer donations. Right. Um, okay, we're going to go some, thirsty this week. Some would say we've been a little bit malnourished. Mm. Yes, mm. very Mal good. Very like good. That one? Yes, yeah, Mal we'll, just leave, we'll just leave that there. Um, very malnourished this week. Uh, no beer donations. Who we're talking about there? But if you would like to donate uh, to give us a beer, that, that's why we're drinking water because we've run out of beer. Absolutely. Um, feel free dsps.com.au. Go on there, leave a donation. 
Uh, like I said, you can send in your DCAM questions. You can do that on the website already, Brendan. That is do a message to us. True. Have you even looked at the website? What website? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and don't forget to go check out our Murray Mallee. We've got two spots left. And I reckon the way it's been going lately, they could go soon. So if you have been considering it, I would make the jump now and, and get in touch with us before they we all go. We ended this with a big plug for our workshops. I like it. We're plugging the shit out of it. We are. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been episode 79 of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you for episode 80 next week. Are you going to be next able? week? That's uh, You're back. You no, we can. Be. Yeah, I'll be back. We can do it. Yeah. We'll make it work. We'll see and you for I episode 80. One last little shout out to you. Yes. Well done tonight. Pressing record made a big difference. No problem. I'm about to end it as well. Uh, we will see you for episode 80 next week. Bye for now. Ciao. No, ciao. It's the worst. <laughs> one. It's the worst. Get stuff one. then. <laughs> <laughs>